Thank you, Nicholas. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. It's an awfully horrible prayer. It's an awfully beautiful prayer. It's beautifully awful. Nevertheless, in one sense it's liberating, in one sense it's freeing, and yet in another sense it's enslaving and captivating. On one hand, it, it frees us from having to, to worry about controlling the world. And then it's demanding because we recognize that we aren't in control. It's beautifully awful. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And maybe it really depends on who you're saying it to. Because if you're Rapunzel, you remember the 2010 movie by the name of Tangled? She, this little princess, this little infant princess was brought into a tower. And Gothel pretended to be her mother. And Gothel was a wicked woman. A wicked woman who uh, sought to provide for her and to protect little Rapunzel. Rapunzel didn't know any better. She grew up in this household where she was being provided for, quote-unquote, and being protected. And yet, Gothel, the wicked one, was really all about serving herself and serving her own interests and using Rapunzel to gain what she wanted. And it gets encapsulated in this song that Gothel sings. Trust me that mother knows best. Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out there. And she started to sing this to Rapunzel when Rapunzel asked to be able to leave the tower. And she ends up using this song and her words to control her, to, uh, to exaggerate the dangers, to manipulate Rapunzel's feelings. Mother knows best one way or another. Something will go wrong, I swear. Ruffians and thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes, the plague. Mother's right here. Mother will protect you. Darling, here's what I suggest. Skip the drama, stay with mama. Mama knows best. It's actually, it's a pretty catchy tune. And in principle, I think we all would agree, right? That a, a child should trust their mother. And a child should be able to trust their father. I mean, it's, it's that that allows God to say, honor your father and mother. As they are to reflect the one that the first commandment speaks of, right? Oh. But Gothel was not to be trusted. Gotha was not looking out for the best of Rapunzel. She was there serving herself, serving her own interests, and manipulating and using her. And it, the manipulation only gets worse. It gets worse. She uses imaginary fear, and then, most of all, she manipulates Rapunzel with love. Supposed love. 
Mother's here to help you. She sings so sweetly. All I have is one request. Don't ever ask to leave this tower again. And then Gothel ends this song with a treacherous kiss and a veiled threat. I love you very much, dear. Don't forget it. You'll regret it. Mother knows best. I don't know about you, but that makes my skin crawl. Makes it crawl. To think that such a wicked woman would pretend to love and pretend to protect, pretend to be a mother, a caring, providing mother, when she really is trying to keep this little innocent girl captive, enslaved for her own interests. And that repulsive feeling that stirs up inside our stomachs that makes us maybe even want to throw up and hurl. Our desire to, and that feeling to want to go rescue Rapunzel is exactly how some people see God and religion. Listen to this, this quote. Religion is regarded by common people as true, by the wise as false, and rulers as useful. Reminds you of the Karl Marx quote, right? Religion is the opiate of the people. You see, in this view, in this view, any talk of God or any talk of religion is seen as the strong deceiving the weak. And it's just Gothel and Rapunzel repeated in real life. The strong controlling the weak. The power staying in power by manipulating the fear and by manipulating and faking love. So, just like you want to rescue Rapunzel from this wicked woman, so maybe an atheist wants to rescue their naive family member or their naive friend from God and religion. It's this kind of thing because they, they see that you're being duped. The strong controlling the weak. Manipulation by fear and supposed love. And it's what someone like Penn Jillette can say this, love and respect all people. Hate and destroy all faith. I don't think Gillette's evil, but I do believe that he thinks that this God talk is a way to manipulate the weak and to control by use of religion. Now, I'd certainly reject that basic premise. No, most certainly. But the problem is people in power do sometimes use it for their own control and their own gain. They use it to manipulate fear, to feign love. It happens in the church happens amongst God's people. 
happens in families. Take, for instance, the man who quotes scripture in order to demean his wife, or a clergy person who inspires hate and fear of outsiders and foreigners, or maybe a parent who manipulates their child with threats of an angry God. Or people crafting and manipulating truth or half-truths in order to accomplish that which they want to have happen. The naive can be manipulated, and frankly, even the intelligent can be manipulated. Faith can be used as a weapon. It's ugly. And to our deep grief, religion is sometimes warped to legitimate evil and fear and evil people doing evil things. And when you start to see God like Gothel, then it makes perfect sense to to agree with something that the famed atheist Richard Dawkins said. Faith can be a very dangerous thing. And to deliberately implant it into a vulnerable mind of an innocent child is a grievous wrong. If you start to believe God looks like Gothel. And so if God is like Gothel, then Dawkins, I think he's right. You shouldn't trust or entrust your kids in faith to God. Because if God is like Gothel, then you're left with no God and no one to, to trust. So it's scary, isn't it? It is scary to entrust ourselves and trust our emotions and trust our lives and trust our decision to someone else's will. Because it might not be for our good, but even when we entrust ourselves to someone else's will, it's not about trusting them with the particular points, but it's about trusting the person. Let me illustrate this. With this story. So you're in one room of the house, and in the other room, you start to hear the, the increase of noise and fighting and blaming back and forth with the children. And so you run into the room, and you run into the room, and you ask what went on. And all of a sudden, they start pointing fingers, and they start blaming each other, and they start explaining exactly what happened, and they're looking to you for someone to deliver justice, and then they have ideas of what that justice should look like, and they start telling you exactly who should get it. And so you do what all good parents do, is you start to separate them, put them in separate rooms, and you go talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. And so you get to talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, and what do you hear? You hear one side of the story with blatant exaggerations and manipulation and lies. And then you go talk to the other one and hear another side of the story. And what do you hear? The exact same thing. Blatant exaggerations full of half-truths and lies. And then they say, so what are you going to do about it? And you say, I'll take care of it. But what are you going to do because they were wrong? Don't worry. 
I'll take care of it. But it was their fault and they started it. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So what's going to happen? Don't worry. I'll take care about it. I'm not worried. But what are you going to do? I'll take care of it. The demand for justice. The demand to know the particulars. But the child in that instant isn't necessarily looking for those particulars because there is a level of trust. There is a level of safe and respectful relationship. They're not looking for a logical answer. They're not looking for a rational description. In that moment, the particulars of your plans actually don't matter. That's not what they're actually asking, is it? What they want to know is that they have a parent who will just take care of it. Now you say, that's not what they're saying and that's not what they're asking. Oh, I know. But they don't even really know what they're asking. But they really do, don't they? Deep down, all they really want, all they really need is a parent who is trusting and who loves them, regardless of the particular point. So when you and I are able to say this, nevertheless, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, it's more about trusting the person rather than the particular plan. So what if, what if we started trusting God that way? There are situations where you and I don't have all the information. And it's kind of like that situation where we don't have all the information about who really started it. We know there's a broken toy and we know someone's offended and we know people are hurt. But we don't see the big picture all the time. And we want to see justice done. But all we see is injustice and nothing occurring because of it. Things don't always go the way we want. Things don't always go the way we plan. And all we want to cry out is, it's not fair. And I've done the right thing, and I've walked the right way, and yet it's not fair. It's not resolved. It's not in conclusion. And yet I still somehow deep down just want to know that he is loving. And what they did is wrong. It's flat out wrong wrong. God is a loving, loving parent who can be trusted 
And maybe I don't have to demand things go my way. And maybe I don't have to trust those other people. But maybe trust isn't so naive if it's placed in someone trustworthy. If God knows me, and God knows you, and God loves me, and God loves you, then the whole story, in a way, I don't have to know all the details. I don't have to know all the particulars because God says, I will take care of it. But God, I will take care of it. Now those are two very different ways of seeing God, aren't they? One, to see God as Gothel, Rapunzel's evil captor. And maybe our prayers do fall on deaf ears. Maybe selfish people who pretend to speak for a pretend God are manipulating naive trust. But maybe, maybe just maybe there is a God who is loving, whose will for us is good. Even if we don't understand the particulars. And maybe this good God deserves all the naive trust that we can little muster. The decision between deciding if God is like Gothel, if God is like a good father, is a very critical decision. And just because you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean you don't see God as Gothel. That rears its ugly head at times. Or is he a good father? If you look to spiritual leaders you run the risk of being taken or disappointed when they turn out to be self-centered and sinful like the rest of y'all. And if you look to your circumstances, your view can change drastically based on whether you are getting what you think is fair or good or a life of suffering. When we look to people, fallen people, or we look to ever-changing circumstances, you will always be asking and questioning if it's a hoax, or if you're getting taken. Jesus was betrayed by sinful people. Sinful religious leaders of the church. And the suffering Jesus faces would make anyone question the reality of a good God, much less a God at all. But Jesus prays a prayer of faithfulness, a prayer that helps us enter into his decision to see God not as distant and selfish and manipulative, 
a deity who's seeking to control for his own gain and only for his gain and no good of the people, like a dictator of a, of a nation who's only seeking his own power and own control and own identity. But he instead is a, a father, a good father who can be, can be trusted even in the face of times that we don't understand. And so in Gethsemane, Jesus takes a deep breath and he inhales and he exhales. Nevertheless. And he speaks that one word and he speaks that prayer. After laying out and asking, Father, if there is another way, if there's another way, take this cup from me. He says, you've prepared a table before me and you filled this cup, you poured your wrath into this cup and the scent of it makes me sick. The cup is filled to the brim and it's nauseating. The sight of it is awful. The smell turns my stomach. This cup passed from me. It reeks of idolatry. I can smell the ugliness of unfaithfulness. My nose burns with the scent of lies and manipulation and murder and affairs and greed and hate and selfishness and rotten, rotten evil. Let this cup pass from me. There's another way. Never the less he utters. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And that cup set before God, that cup that was set before Jesus is God's burning anger against everything rotten in your life and everything rotten in my life, everything rotten that I've done and everything rotten that I left undone. And Jesus drinks that cup to the very last drop. Take this cup. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And in that one word, nevertheless, Jesus prays and Jesus preaches and Jesus proclaims to you and to me. He declares that God is a good father, that he can be trusted, that his will is good for his children, and that he loves them. And God is a good father, and you can trust him. And regardless of your situation, even if it seems full of darkness and full of suffering, God has taken care of it in ways beyond your understanding. God is a good father. And listen closely. Nothing can hinder his gracious will and love for his children. Even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, even when we can't conceive it. If we can't see it, even if we can't feel it, 
even if we can't conceive it, Jesus prays, nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It's the prayer of faith, and it's a proclamation that Jesus drinks the cup to the very last drop with an innocent trust. Jesus commends himself into the Father's hands, into God's will, and his final breath. And yet, that final breath, that final breath is not his last breath, is it? His weary face, and this image is not the last facial expression, is it? Because God is good and gracious, and when we see no way out, and when the disciples saw no way out, when they couldn't believe what the women said three days later, they started to see that God has a different way, and God has a good plan, and God's plan may not be like our plan, but he's got a good and gracious plan for his children. And three days later, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And then it gets better Because he didn't just rise from the dead, but he brings new life. And one day he will judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. No end. And so as we live this life of faith today, even before our final resurrection, we lean into nevertheless. Nevertheless. Seeing Jesus' trust in his Father. I hope helps you and me to trust our good Father. Our good and gracious Father. And when faith is manipulated, whether intentionally or unintentionally, or even religion or religious people become a tool for evil, And maybe most grievous when the church itself becomes that. We cling to the gracious will of God. The one who we place our trust in. The one we can trust even when it's hard to see. And so slowly, slowly over time we begin to trust and lean in more and more by more and more experiences, by more and more opportunities, we lean into Jesus' bold prayer and proclamation, nevertheless. God, help the waters stop rising. Whether you're young, as we heard Nicholas speak about his friends. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, I need a better job. I need out of that environment. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, make me popular. Nevertheless, 
not my will, but your will be done. God, take this cancer from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Father, let us conceive. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, fix what's broken. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, fix what's broken in this nation. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes we're part of his will and part of his solution. But I ask you this. How would you fill in the blank today? God? Pray with me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen.